It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Hey, today uh, we don't have a guest. We decided amongst ourselves to end the podcast. No, I'm just messing with you. We did definitely did not discuss. <laughs> Robbie sitting over there like, what is going on? it's over (laughs) that was a that was a quick live 31 episodes i think is what we're at so yeah that was enough no uh we decided to do this thing called tales from the trails um basically we're just gonna tell funny stories and talk about what we got coming up for the year and i think uh we may do this once a month once a quarter just me and robbie and maybe bring on someone and not do an interview but just just sit around and bs um you know see what others experiences are without doing the the formal interview type thing so we we literally just turned on the computer and hit record so whatever we say in this is what we say (laughs) here we go and we also talked you know when we interview people uh it's all about it's all about our guest we want you our listeners to get to know us better too so that was some of the the topic we were talking about the topic we were talking about i feel like we've we've told all of our stories though i don't know there's got to be some good stories out there but i don't know so we asked one of our guests last week uh something and i'll ask you robbie what is an embarrassing story you have from a training run a race i don't know just an embarrassing life life thing that has happened (laughs) i put you on the spot i totally did not prep him for this um well <clears throat> it wasn't embarrassing well i guess it was kind of embarrassing for me um cuz i was running collegiate peaks 25 mile hours i think that was maybe my third race trail Colleg- race collegiate peaks yeah that's Where's out of that buena, buena vista colorado oh it, it, the collegiate peaks are a group of 14ers harvard um um what other one jeez i'm drawing a blank Anyways, it's a group of 14ers. They just call it the Collegiate Peaks area. That's what Courtney, uh, Courtney DeWalter set that FKT on. Ah. That uh, the Collegiate Loop or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, so it's out of Buena Vista, but you're not going towards the 14ers. You're going to more of like the desert side of it. So it's sandy and uh, rocky and not really any trees. <clears throat> but I was running it with... Uh, he was my uh professor at the time and he was getting into it and what do you have a degree in uh he it was personal training oh personal training oh okay yeah that's what your degree's in personal training yeah well oh, i don't have a degree i got a training certificate i got associates oh. in it oh <laughs> AOS. i was not aware of that the oh, yeah. rainbow more you know sorry <laughs> yeah. yeah i got national strength and conditioning certificate back in 2010 Nice. Yeah. That's a, one of the tougher personal training certs just because the test is so freaking hard. Then they just want your money. <laughs> you got to do those, like, what are they called? EUs or something? Those uh, credits? Yeah, CEUs. Yeah. They just want to keep taking your money forever. Pretty much. <clears throat> so anyways, we were, uh, there's a, 50 mile or two. So they do a watching machine style. So you run the 25 miles and you 
flip around kind of like quad rock. So that's a mass start, 25 miles and 50 miles takeoff. And we were maybe, maybe five miles on the trail. And we were running together and we come up on this lady and she just got her pants down. <laughs> and she's standing there. She's in the trail or on the trail. She's like, maybe took one step off the trail. It's like a, du- a double track at this point. So it's a pretty wide trail. And she's standing there peeing. Standing up. Standing up. And I mean, there's probably 30 people, you know, around because it's the mass start. And uh, my uh, buddy looks at me and he's like, is that what people do here? And she heard him. And she goes, you've never had a shitty day, have you? It'll be coming out both ends by the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, he goes, what was that? <laughs> so I kind of felt embarrassed for him because I didn't warn him because, you know, I ran other races where usually people step off the trail a little bit. <laughs> but she was just standing there with her pants down. That's funny. And uh, not her pants. I guess she was wearing shorts. But everyone could see everything. And don't you, like, don't oh. you just love the, the ultra running community? Like, no one cares. Nope. <laughs> it's super funny. And that's kind of what I had to tell him after we went by because he was kind of like freaked out about it. He is, he's a triathlete. So he's done a lot of uh, Ironmans and that. So he's seen people like piss themselves on their bike and stuff. But, you know, you don't see anything. Yeah, that would be and, weird. You know, like, you know and he's, yeah. But then he's, you know, he saw, you know, people in marathons just pee too as they're running because they don't want to stop. So I had to explain to him, well, it's a little different here. No one really cares. <laughs> I, I'm going to be telling on someone and I'm not going to say their name because they may come on the podcast later. But um, I was running a race where you can have a pacer um, and I had a pacer and I was running at the time when I had a pacer. It's a That's a rare uh, thing that I'm running when I have a pacer. <laughs> Normally, by the time I get a pacer, I'm already walking, but I was running at this time and uh, he didn't want to stop and have to run and catch me. So he just peed while he was running. And I, and then he was just like, bro, I'm peeing right now. <laughs> uh, did you like pull the shorts over or did you just, I, you know, I didn't turn around and look. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't where my, excuse me. That wasn't where my, uh, my focus was. <laughs> So, no, looking back, I'm like, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, how did you, uh, <laughs> I would assume like, you, you know, pull the shorts to the side or something. I don't know. We we were, uh, when we used to run the fat asses, it was uh, in Colorado. Depending what group you were with, um, it was just, you know, fun times. But there was, you know, lots of times where people had to pee and they didn't, they didn't want to stop because they didn't want to lose the group. So they're like, okay, everyone turn around and walk backwards and pee. And they just turn around, walk backwards, and pee down the trail. <laughs> it's so fun. I, I love the trail running group, the communities. Oh, my gosh. They're so yeah. fun. It's just like you won't experience that anywhere else. You're not going to be like, you're not going to go to a book club and like be, be walking around. <laughs> like, what'd you guys do at book club? Well, we turned around backwards and everybody peed so we can keep going. As they walk backwards. Oh, you know, you'll God. come around a corner in a, in a race and man or woman's, you know, pulling up their pants or their, their I keep saying pants, pulling up their shorts. You're like, oh, 
I just saw everything. Okay. Yeah, the first uh, the first race, the well, the first race, the first hundred I did, uh, my mother in law came out and crewed, and so like we had to kind of prepare her. Like you're probably gonna <laughs> see some stuff that you would normally see in a your typical iconic race i guess i guess most people would think of a race as you know maybe a marathon or 5k or something but you yeah. know when you come to a trail race where the aid stations are in the middle of the woods and you're driving you know to get to each one of them it's just a weird environment you know and so for us it's normal but for someone who's an outsider it's like what the heck is going on and then i did the same thing with my mom when she came to this last race i was like you're probably going to see some stuff that is out of the ordinary that you know, not normal. These people, are, including myself, are crazy, um, and we do these odd things. And and so, I never like picked her brain. I, I wish I would have uh, picked her brain and been like, "How was it? Like, what was the you know experience? Do you see anything crazy?" But maybe, maybe we'll that, have her on. Yeah, on that's what I was just gonna say. Trails. <laughs> see what she says. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm sure you've seen it before at the aid stations where a guy or a gal will grab you know a handful of lube and. Oh yeah, I've done put that. Put their hands down their pants, you know. I've then, done that. Yeah, then, then they'll walk so, right over to the aid station and grab some food. Oh no, I didn't do that. I would definitely like <laughs> wipe my hands off at least. But that, that that might be the extent of it. Just like wipe your hands with the towel yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, you don't go wash your hands or anything. Yeah, and then you just get in the community M M&M and M bowl, and you're like, the funny thing I always remember is uh, from Family Guy when Peter Griffin like goes in there and he doesn't wash his hands because it says uh, employees must wash his hands. Oh yeah, and so he comes out and he's like. Uh, he's going through the bread, like fingering all through the bread, and like, oh, this bread looks good. And then he asked the question, like, is does everyone have to wash their hands, or is it only the employees? <laughs> I don't know. So, I always just think about that. I was just like, oh, that's the community chip bowl, the community M M&M and M bowl. Like, yeah, there's definitely, uh, there's definitely some good juices on all of those. Oh yeah. Well, you know, right after COVID, <clears throat> when they would stick the the tongs out there. Yeah, I know one would use them. No, if you'd be like be grabbing one chip with the tong, you see people do that or that one M M&M, and M, then you just see someone coming over there and just stick their whole hand in there. It's normal. <laughs> I did quad rock in 2021, and it was like you had to have mask at the aid stations. And I remember by the end of the the race, because I was I was running the 50, and the end of the race, it's like there was not a mask to be found. Like you're 48 miles in, you're not wanting to put a mask on at an aid station, you know. And so, well, not 48, but whatever the distance was at that. But I just thought that was hilarious. And like, you know, they're, they got all the community stuff out it, in the beginning of the race. It was all perfect, like individually bagged everything. And by the end of it, it's just like, who cares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want a cleanliness, uh, you're not going to get that in aid station in a little bit, yep. depending on the distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we got on the topic of, uh, of lubing up the parts and grabbing the community stuff. That's funny how everything just takes a turn. <laughs> I guess we're just going on with the embarrassing stuff. <laughs> I guess it's not yeah. very, it's, I don't get embarrassed by it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like if you're a trail runner, uh, trail and ultra runner, especially you do not get embarrassed very easily. No, if you, you do, you, you don't all. fit in our community very well. That's for sure. Cause yeah, last you've seen at, it all. Uh, last year at uh black Eagles hundred, I was at the eight station and this lady came in and it was her first time running a hundred and, She's like, man, my feet are really hurting me. I said, do you have a drop bag here? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, do you got another pair of socks? She's like, yeah. I said, well, sit down. And then uh, she's like, okay. And then I started taking her shoes off. She's like, what are you doing? 
I'm like, I'm going to fix your feet for you. And she just gave me this weird look like, you're going to touch my feet. I'm like, yeah, we got to, you know, tape up your blisters or do whatever, make sure everything's all good. You got, <laughs> you got a long ways to go. <laughs> but she was so embarrassed when I took her shoes off and pulled her socks off and, you know, we're cleaning her feet off with a wet wipe and all they had was band-aids at the aid station. And I'm like, these aren't going to stick. Yeah. No, you need some duct tape or something yeah. better. I carry that. Yeah. Uh, I carry like athlete tape. That yeah. seems to work pretty good for me. I've never actually I've, had to use it on my feet, but I do carry it. I had to uh, duct tape a blister once, Oof. and that's when I always carry a little piece of little roll of duct tape with me now, just in case that happens. The bad part is when you got to pull it off, it just pulls the skin right with it. Yeah, you. At least you're done at that point. Yeah. Like if you're pulling it off, you know you're done. You're not pulling it yeah. off with seven with thirty miles to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stuff you see. I mean, like when I at at Rocky this year, I had a pair of shorts on that were just the you know just the liner, and I did sixty miles and which is the liner, and I I started feeling a little bit of chafing in my thighs, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get the ones with the long liners, you know, like the I don't know what they're called, like they look yeah. like underwear, or whatever briefs on the inside, yeah, not not the oh, little ones, but the longer ones, whatever. So the bo- the boxer style, yeah, the two in one boxer style. So I was like, I'm yeah. just gonna put those on, and. I'm sitting there and my dad's like, well, just take your shorts off and put another pair on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like don't have any underwear on under this. <laughs> and like, we're at the main aid station. There's, you know, a thousand people out there. Like, I don't care. But at the same time, it's like, there's kids running around. Like I can't just be like <laughs> flopping everything out. So he like held a towel out from the rest of the people could see, but everybody in our little tent just could see. So like, you know, totally just flashed everyone. It was hilarious, but you got to do what you got to do. Like, I didn't want to chafe the rest of the, the race, so I don't care what other people saw. But. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen women come into the aid stations, you know, and uh, they want to change their shirt. And they're like, well, I should just change my sports bra, too, at the same time. And they'll just rip everything right off, just standing there with their top off. And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> do your thing. Yeah, it's just a it, it's. I keep saying it, but it's just such a fun community. Like no one cares. It's what's awesome about it. Yeah. And you know, everyone, you know, when you run a hundred mile, you know how you're suffering, you know how other people are suffering. And if they're just ripping their clothes off and wanting to change into something warm or something dry, you know, you feel them. You're just like, do your thing. It's all good. Yeah. There's nothing better than putting on like a fresh shirt when your shirt's wet or something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. But so what do you got going seen- on the rest of the year? Um, still trying to figure that out. Um, I got quad rock 25 miler next month. Yeah. Um, you were down there this, uh, this last weekend, Easter weekend, weren't you? Yeah. I just got back last night. Did you do any training runs out there? Did the quad rock training run. They, uh, now runners puts on a training run usually a month before the, the race. Uh, they do the 25 mile loop if you want. Um, also, you did the full 25 mile or. No, so my sister, the farthest she's ever ran was 16 miles, and that was back in 2019 mm. uh, on a super flat course, flat as a pancake, a little loop course. Um, then she decided she wanted to start running again this year, and she wanted to do a trail race. So I said, why not go for quad rock? I mean, it's right yeah, in your let's backyard. Just, let's just 
get you in the one of the hardest races. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, so she's doing the 25 or the 50? 25. Okay. So the farthest she'd kind of run on the trails is 11 miles. Um, she's been training quite consistent. Uh, she tries to run, you know, the trails on the weekends because she got a full-time job and kids and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so we, we went out and I was like, I was like, let's just go, you know, I told her, let's just go for 15, make it, you know, a longer run. I didn't uh, tell her that we were going to do 20. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 15 is 20 on the trails. Right. So uh, when we got there on Saturday morning, we got there early, but the this happened to me in 2019 too. You have to use a, a debit card to get into the state park and have a self-service uh, kiosk thing. And there's a line there and we're standing there. Then one guy gets up there and, it just stops working. Hmm. And uh, we're like, oh, this has happened to us before. They're like, yeah, this happens all the time when, you know, it just keeps getting used after one after another. Oh, the park's really cool, though. They usually just, they'll give you a ticket. Then they just tell you to pay on the way out. Oh, okay. Just the price. So they they understand that their kiosk thing's a little messed up. So that happened. So by the time we got up to the trailhead, and got our stuff on. We saw them all running by. So I was like, cool. You know, we'll be at the end of the pack. And you remember you run on that road for two miles? Yeah. So we're on the road. And then we finally hit the trail. Then do you remember that first climb? I don't think you can ever forget that first climb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the so, road you're talking uh, about? Going up to towers? Oh, uh, well, no. So the yes, yeah, that trail, two towers. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, go, you go on the trail a little bit, and then you drop, and then you get dumped out onto the road. I know, yeah, the I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we hit that first climb and I'm like, what's your heart rate at? And she's like, it's like 165. I said, okay, we gotta, we gotta chill out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you need to eat a gel. So we take it nice and slow. And then I, I warned her about towers and uh, we got up towers. Then for some reason uh, we just kept going. So we did, we did it the 50 mile on the way back instead of the 25 mile the first way yeah we did that section backwards oh, which okay. was kind of which was kind of yeah. cool because we got to see all the people pass um and i think the most gain she had in a training run was like 1300 <laughs> you know by the time you're up towers you're already at 2000 and yep. i think we were maybe about eight miles in and uh she was she was she was filling it so we just took our time and she was trying out all of her new stuff which i told her to do <laughs> yeah, you know try to get your to stuff <laughs> yeah i was like try to get your stuff dialed in so she had bought a new pair of shorts <laughs> she never wore before and this goes right along with the chafing <clears throat> <laughs> by the time we got off on the trail off of towers road she's like uh do people shave or have issues when they're running? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I can already feel my shorts rubbing. I'm like, <laughs> like okay. Did you not the give her any be... squirrels nut butter? Or... Uh, well, we had the conversation. I said, because then she's like, what do people do? And I says, well, people use, you know, a lube or something. 
Um, there's all different types, and I told her about squirrels and nut butter. <laughs> then we just kept going. Um, then we got down to, so we went up by horse tooth, uh, where the actual horse tooth is. Yeah. Then, you know, you, you make that descent down that yeah. nasty trail. Then you get back on the road down to the, where the aid station is. We got down there. Then... That descent <clears throat> is fun. That's such a fun. Yeah. You can bomb. just go if you want. You can bomb that and, uh, thing. Yeah. I think this year I told when I we're did just the gonna... Or was it, yeah, last year when I did the 25, like I bombed that thing and I was like, ooh, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I was hurting when I got down I said, to the bottom. <laughs> I said, we're going to walk down this. And she's like, why? I says, we don't want to blow up your quads just quite yet. And then and she was like, okay. And then we got down to the, where the trailhead is and got some water and all that. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to go climb back up to where the, the aid station is up Spring Creek. I don't remember if you remember that trail. It's right along the creek by the the falls, Horseshoe Falls. I, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of the trail. So we climbed up that and nice and slow. Then she got real quiet. I'm like, <laughs> bonk and city. I kept, <laughs> and I was explaining a bonk to her as we were going up towers. I said, you know, you need to do gel. Let's start doing gels every half hour. That was the plan, anyways. Yeah. Because there was no aid station food or anything, so <clears throat> there was, they just had some water on course, so we had to carry everything. She got real quiet. Then, uh, you know where they have that awesome aid station on Towers Road? Yeah. The one you hit twice? Yeah. They always have, like, the bacon quesadillas. Yeah. The all awesome the good food. One. Like, yeah. right there at the top, yeah. Yeah. She was really quiet. <laughs> so, we sat down on the bench up there, and I was like, okay, hey, you need to eat. She's like, I'm out of food. I'm like, you went through all your food already? She's like, yeah. And uh, I was saving mine because I didn't want, I had plenty. I, I didn't want her to, you know, suffer. So I made her sit down. She ate a scratch bar, which was pretty good, actually. Then I made her take another gel. Then remember that nasty climb up Mill Creek? It's called Mill Creek, the trail is. Um, it's right after you leave that aid station. Yes, yes. So we were going down that. Okay. And uh, she's really quiet at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna leave her alone. Got in front of her and was just doing my thing. And I'd stop and wait. Then uh, I look back and she's probably a hundred yards. And I'm like, you're right. And she's like, uh, my IT band's starting to flare up. So it's okay. We'll just take our time. And uh, I could tell she was bonking pretty hard once we got up and sat down. Did you know when someone starts to bonk, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, you can. Everything goes tell. quiet and their body language <laughs> changes. And so we were walking down that, and there's still a little bit of snow in sections on that. And it's, you know, pretty steep. So I was trying to keep her out of the snow and on, you know, some dry ground. And at one point I looked back and her face is bright red and I was like, you all right? She's like, I'm just in so much pain right now. <laughs> and I was like, see, that's why we didn't run down the downhill because your quads are already blown up and this is what happens. So I just kept standing in front of her. Then uh, at one point I looked back and the tears are rolling down and <laughs> I was like, 
she's getting a real good lesson right now. <laughs> and then uh, that's, I think that trail is, I think it's like two and a half, maybe three miles back down to the road where that last aid station is. Yeah. And we're going real slow. Then I just kept making her eat. Uh, at one point I made her take two gels because she was so, so behind. I yeah. like, just do two gels right now. And then uh, I was like, the road's right up here. We're Don't worry. As soon as we get to the road, you know, we're on our way back. And she looks at her watch, you know, kind of at that time and realizes that we're over 15 miles. Then every mile, I was like, you've gone farther than you've ever gone before. <laughs> After the that's, 16. That's awesome. Then we hit the road. And she's like, we still have over two miles to go on this road. I'm like, yeah, we'll just take our time. And I think it was probably, I think right when we got back onto that road, she was starting to come out of that bong. Then I was, uh, she kept asking about the IT band. I'm like, she's like, how do people do with this? I'm like, you just got to run through that pain. And she couldn't figure that out. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I don't understand how you guys do this. I'm like, go somewhere else, you know? No. Uh, I wasn't just telling her like, you know, you know, a lot of people will think about their kids or what they're grateful for or have a mantra or whatever it is. So that kind of, once she started thinking about, you know, her other stuff, she finally snapped out of it. Yeah. That's a but hard, soon, that's a hard one to explain to people. Like they're like, how do you do it? And it's just like, I don't really know. I mean, I just, I mean, maybe there are people out there that can do these crazy things that they know exactly how they do them, but that's not, I mean, I don't, I don't truly know. Like I just keep going and then eventually I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm in yeah. a lot of pain every single time, but like that's to be expected. And I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it, it is, it's just so hard to explain. Like, yeah, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, but I'm just, I'm that much closer, you know, you know, then people are running up the hills and running by us down the downs. And she's like, I just don't know how these people are doing it. I'm like, look, this is your first time, you know, then we hit 4,000 feet again. And I'm like, you've never climbed this much before. You're on a pretty technical trail. You know, you have to watch every step. And uh, you went out a little hot, you know, because you were all excited to go. And we ran the road for two miles and we got on the trail because that little smooth trail before you get to the, the climb oh, we ran yeah, all yeah, that yeah. we ran all that so then you know then we get down closer to the road and she was really chafing by then <laughs> but uh, then you know we i love laughing I, at other people's miseries <laughs> i know then once we got to the i was like because you can see the you can see the building the finish where that building is and i was like or forever yeah, I'm like, we got to go there. Then she was like, oh, that's so far away. But then, you know, once she finally got out of the bonk, she was she was moving pretty good. Uh, they weren't 20-minute miles anymore. They're more like 16, 17. Yeah, cool. Then, you know, when we finished, she was she was good. Uh, she sat down and uh, they were having a barbecue. But at that point, she just... She, She's like, let's just go because we were going to go to. Have you ever been to Cincinnati's? I've not. There's only two in the United States. It's like an Italian buffet, and they got oh, the food's so good. So <laughs> she was, she was like, let's just go back and shower, then go there. Nice. So 
we didn't go to the barbecue and it was going to be over in a half hour anyway. So uh, we just left. And uh, I drove back, I drove her car back to the motel and she left. And I, after I put all my stuff down, I sat on the bed and then my bonk kicked in. Because <laughs> I gave her all my food and I probably didn't eat for, geez, probably three hours. Oh my I mean, we weren't, we weren't going, you know, anything fast, but I just didn't eat. And uh, I was like, oh, got all lightheaded, you know, all that. Yep. Don't stand up too fast. <laughs> yeah. All that electrolyte stuff. Then, like, I don't have any food in the motel room. So I had some of those honey stinger chews and I ate those. Then I remember that I brought those bananas so and gross. oranges. I remembered I bought bananas and oranges just for that. <laughs> and I found them in my in my little lunchbox and I ate a couple of those and I tried to eat some of that uh, that wolf pack. Oh, the spring energy wolf pack. Yeah, because I brought one of the, I brought a couple of those and I took like this was after the honey stinger chew. I took like one swig off of that. And you know how it's kinda it's not thick, but it's got I it's think like it's the, the texture. Yeah, it's a texture yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. But yeah, so we finished with, uh, she finished with 20 miles and 4,000 feet of gain. Nice. Then, you know, it was really good confidence boosters because she's like, I only have five more miles to go. Yeah. After that. And she's like, I could have walked that. So when it, when is that race? Uh, it's in May. May. Yeah. May. Like the first week or something. Yeah. May 8th. Oh, wait, that's, why is that April? My calendar has two Aprils. <laughs> oh, wait, that's because, yeah, I think it's, oh, I was wrong, May 6th, after huh. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, go out and celebrate Cinco de Mayo and go run quad rock the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, uh, uh, well, right after we signed up for the race, my other sister, uh, we all got tickets for Ryan Munzik mm -hmm. for that day. So we're going to go run Quad Rock and then go see Ryan Munzik nice. in Denver. <laughs> so you got Quad Rock. Went, you got anything else going on? or? Um, I'm for sure going to do Nightcrawler. Yeah. I'm going to do Walk that. there and... Oh, you didn't win that last year. I was going to say go defend your title, but I bet yeah. just pouring salt on the wound there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to go for 100K, so. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm going to. It's my 10 goal. 10 more miles than what you got last year? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 100K it's might be, be the record. That might be the record out there. It is, because I think 58, but you know how they do the relay? I think that might be. Yeah, the relay, but I'm saying like solo, like. Yeah, but I think the course records the I think is a relay team. Oh, well, that's dumb. which I don't know how that works. Yeah, but that then I got a couple other things that I'm still contemplating. Um, that Beaverhead still like, it's weird because now there's more spots available. Hmm. People dropped out. I forgot we talked about that. What What is that one again? Yeah, that's a hundred k. Uh. 100k you run on the montana idaho border oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was the beaverhead thing okay yeah yeah i remember yeah, talking beaverhead. about that i look at races um, like all the time between like <laughs> myself and like you know what my athletes are running i'm always like studying their courses and i mean i'm not really running anything so i don't study anything but um 
yeah, when my athletes are running and then I just look at races all the time, like, Oh, I want to add that into my bucket list. And so I forget, <laughs> like that's been two or three weeks. So <laughs> I've looked right. at 150 races since then. Uh, I haven't signed up for that yet because, uh, you know, crewing and pace and a big horn and black Hills. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta take time off of work for that. Cause they both start on Friday. Uh, yeah. Um, so I gotta get that. Especially big figured out with work down there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna be putting some big miles in on those days. Those, I'm thinking like back to back thirty plus mile weekends. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what so are you doing at Bighorn? Fifty two jaws. Oh, so you're, you're pacing. You're pacing the whole way. Yeah, um, I think I'm doing Sally's to Sally's. So I Sally's think that's thirty six. I'm either doing Sally's to Sally's or jaws to dry fort i'm doing okay. 36 miles i think i just whether it's that yeah. part of this course or the other part i don't know i've done uh jaws to dry fork twice i think that's the i think that's the one i'm doing but it could be sally to sally i think that the runner that i'm pacing if he doesn't have the middle section the sally's to dry fork I feel like that's one of the most important sections to have a pacer because that's where it gets super hot. It's all exposed. Oh, on the way back. Yeah. And I don't oh, think yeah. I, I don't think I want to do Sally's to drive fork. That'd be a long, not saying I couldn't do it, but that'd be a long, it'd be a long crew. Oh long yeah. Pace. Jeez. That's like what? That'd be 50 like miles. Sally's in. No, that'd be Sally's in. That'd be 65 miles. That'd be 100K. Yeah, that'd be 100K. No, not Sally's in. Sally's to Dry Fork. Oh, just back out? Um, That'd be 50 miles. 50-something miles. Yeah, because if you go Sally's in to Jaws, then back to Sally's. Because that's at, what, 18? Yeah, so that yeah, 36, and then you got another 18 or so. Yeah. To, yeah. It's a yeah, little right. under. A little under. Well, that'd be a good run, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm be ready to run 50 miles. <laughs> Bring, so back <laughs> Bring back memories. Bring back. I love memories. that course. I think Bighorn's like, I. It's a great race, and it still has that old school feel to it, and that's what I like. I di I'm not new, or I'm not new. I'm not old, old school by any means. Like I haven't been in the sport that long, since like 2018 or something, but. You know, everyone talks about like, oh, this race is so, you know, like UTMB, everybody talks about like, it's not the old school feel. It's like, well, okay. Like people, I like, I want to go run UTMB for like the thousands of people on the sideline. I think that'd be super cool. And like the villages, I don't know. I think it'd be neat. I could care less who owns yeah. the race. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. This race got bought out. Yeah, for me so, okay. Who cares? Races get sold every single day. I Like what? You're not going to go run a race because somebody else owns it. Okay. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, for me, Bighorn has that like old school, you know, feel to it where it's like, I was talking to some of the families when I was out there last year, um, you know, when I was just sitting at the aid station and I overheard them or I was talking to, them, I can't remember because, you know, middle of the night in a hundred, who remembers that? But uh, they were saying <laughs> like they... They've been coming out here since the race began, and I think it's like 30 years old. And I'm like, yeah, that's insane. Like, you grew up coming to this race every year, you know, and now your kids are here. I think that's just really cool. It's like the whole community shows up for that, and it's just such a fun – it's a fun race. There's a reason and it sells out, like, within minutes. 
it's so it's so rugged too i mean when you're out there i mean there is nothing out there and you get you know like, a lot of hundreds you get you know, everything <laughs> yeah you know there's a lot of hundreds that like say leadville i mean sometimes there's always people around yeah for the whole course there could be people around because there's access to the course bighorn there's nope. places where there's no one you're i've never driven nowhere. i've driven to sally's i've never driven to drive fork but i heard from sally's to drive fork it's like four hour drive and then yeah you gotta, you, yeah then you got to drive back it's like it, yeah because you have to go all the way around then you have to go back into dayton then uh from dayton you have to drive up to drive fork insane yeah so yeah well, i uh not drive fork jaws i'm talking about jaws sorry I've done oh, drive yeah. fork. I've done drive fork to Sally's. That's that's a pretty good one too. But I've heard Sally's to Jaws is like four hours. I could see that because you you have to go all the way past Dry Fork and keep going on that road all the way to Jaws. Yeah, I think Jaws from the start. It seems like two hours, but I could be wrong. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so remote out there. But like you can run yeah, in like. We have, I mean, you have mud every year. The mud, you know, you're getting the mud for sure. But like. The snow was at some points taller than I was. And I was like, what the heck is going on out here? Like, <laughs> this is a wild freaking place. It got in the 30s at night. Like, it was a, over 100 during the day. Like, you're getting everything. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a cool one. Since my uh, parents live in, you know, outside Gillette now, they get the the snowpack for the bighorns. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy still. So... It's definitely going to be a muddy year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be an extremely muddy year. And I'm definitely not looking forward to that, to be honest with you. But just carry a bunch of socks in my pack and change them at the aid station. That's what I did last year. I changed socks. And because I mean, it's not only that you're running through mud, it's like you're running through like ice water and your feet are just yeah. like tingling numb. It's, it's crazy. But, the, but then the next the, weekend, the first year you, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, uh, the, <clears throat> The first year, I uh, I carried my shoes with me from Jaws because we we just didn't know that there's gonna be mud on the course. Then you know when uh, the guy I was pacing, he's like, "Bring a pair of shoes with you." He's like, "I hate that you have to carry them all the way to Sally's, but <laughs> bring a pair of shoes with you." I'm like, "What?" So I carried a pair of shoes with me from Jaws to Sally's. Then the the next year, I just put my shoes in his drop uh, drop bag. Mm-hmm. But then we just threw our shoes away, which is like, yeah, I threw the shoes them. away I wore in last year. They they were ruined. That mud just destroyed them. Yeah. And so whatever shoes I wear this year, that's that's going to be their end of life. <laughs> yep, that's the same with me. Yep. I don't know if I'm going to be running at uh, Black Hills. Oh, you're not running at Black Hills. I actually I don't either. But because <laughs> um, supposedly the person I'm crewing, uh has a pacer that's going to go from Silver City back to the finish. Oh, okay. And so but, you're just crewing there? Yeah, I'm just crewing. Well, I think after you do 50 the weekend before, you may probably not want to run much. Probably not. The next weekend. Especially Bighorn. <laughs> yeah, 50 at Bighorn and then go out and do do 30 at Black Hills. Like, oh, that'd be yeah. rough. Yeah. Some lady did uh, the Bighorn Black Hills back-to-back last year, hundreds. Wow. And buckled in both and beat both of my times, <laughs> which is not hard to do, but I just like, what? In- insane. Wow. 
He's incredible. I was I saw that and I was like, bravo. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna be I don't know what I'm doing at Black Hills either. I just uh the person I'm crewing and pacing is kind of still on the fence, I think. So we'll see. If if they don't end up signing up, I might just run like the 30k or something. I don't know. It depends on how many miles I do at Bighorn. If I end up having to do 50 miles, then I might yeah. just uh, I'll come out and uh I'll run an aid station or you know, help out, out at an aid station. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, gonna man. do uh we're gonna do a pop-up golden hour ventures is doing a pop-up at uh black hills so if you're listening to this in the i believe the last two hours of the race what we're gonna be calling the golden hour yeah uh golden hour ventures is gonna be out there we're gonna have a, a live setup we're gonna be just interviewing people so if you want to stop by chit chat feel free to come over you'll see us we'll have a little banner out there or something you'll see me with my bald head, probably not. I'll have a hat on, but <laughs> just look for the bright colors. One one guy in bright colors, and then maybe I don't know. Robbie, do you wear bright colors? You got yeah. a red shirt on. Yeah, I'll probably be wearing my uh, orange uh, Golden Hour Adventures tank top. Oh, there you go. He'll be advertising for us. Yeah, I don't have one of those. And, so I won't be wearing. That's like the band. Like you're you're a band, and you wear the wear the band shirt. Your own band shirt. <laughs> Is it like right. that? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, come over to our tent if we have a tent or if we're just out in the sun, whatever. Come over, hang out with us, uh, get on the podcast. We're going to do a two hour, just a pop up, Tales from the Trails. It's going to be Tales from the Tales Trails, from the Black Trails. Hills, Black Hills 100 edition. So um, if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast, this would be your opportunity. So then if you, there. uh, and Golden Hour Adventures is also a sponsor of the Black Hills 100 this year. So we'll have our little yes. logo on your shirt. So if you registered for the race, you'll get to wear our logo forever. So sucks to be you. <laughs> and then if you are if you are running the Black Hills 100 and you listen, we might catch you on the course if you want to talk. Yeah, we may do trail tales from the trails on the trails. That might yeah. be that. That's a third third edition. <laughs> <laughs> so start thinking about your embarrassing stories yeah embarrassing <laughs> stories when you're 80 miles in and when you really want to talk to someone i uh i'm gonna do this little six hour race there's a 6 12 24 up here in alaska um i talked my wife into doing the six hour and i told her i would run the entire thing with her so oh, that's gonna be fun she does not believe me. So um, I think that I have ran with her a total of four or five times. And so we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm going to do the whole six hours. This may be my uh, last time running with her because I'm sure she'll be absolutely sick of me by the time <laughs> six hours. She's like, all right, go ahead and do your own thing. I don't care anymore. Go. But we'll see how she how she does on the the six hour I'll, maybe that, if i can the, push her a little bit yeah that'll be good is it the um, looped course it is i think it's a i don't know how many i think it's a six mile loop and it only has like maybe like three or four hundred feet of gain so it's not i think there's like one big climb and that's it maybe two i can't remember but um I haven't done much much research on it because I was just going to volunteer at the race. I think I still am going to just volunteer. Um, I'm probably going to be out there all weekend. Um, you know, I kind of decided this year that like 
I've been racing a lot the past couple of years and I haven't really done much for like volunteering or giving back. So I wanted to give back a lot this year. So I decided to, you know, co go to a couple of local races and help out. So I wasn't even going to run it. And then I told my wife that I'd run it with her. So I'll do the six hour, but it's a 24 hour race. So I'll probably be out there the whole time helping out however I can. Um, but yeah, there's a pretty cool, um, store in Fairbanks that has it's like a running store basically I mean it is a running store um and then the store owner is also a race director of a lot of the races out here she um she race directs a winter 100 called the whites 100 or the white mountain 100 something like that and uh she is she's got a couple races coming up that I'm going to go out and volunteer and help out with um you know, to help out the race and then also getting that good favor in case I want to run that race one year. <laughs> Heck yeah. I don't know. The you winter know, races I, I, still scare me, man. I don't know what it is about them, but. And and the crazy thing is, is I trained pretty much all winter outside. I mean, I did a lot of treadmill running too, but you know, I, I did a lot. I did, you know, a 25 mile or a negative five. So, and I know it gets way colder than that, but there's something about those winter races that kind of scare me but i think that's something i, I gotta do that. like you know do the things that scare you so yeah. it's something that's unknown like you get a lot more time to do them they give you plenty of time i think one has a 48 hour cutoff and the other one has like a 40 or something there's two there's pretty two pretty big known ones up here other than the iti which i'm not even going to start with that thing what's the distance on those uh, I think oh, the ITI I. smaller one is 350 miles, and then the big one is the thousand. I just can't fathom running a thousand miles in the winter, and it's not like I mean, it's the I did a rod trail, that's what it, it's the yeah. I did a rod trail invitational. Um, so I think they start the weekend before the I did a rod starts, and they get passed obviously because I did a rod doesn't like eight or ten days, and they take the full 30 most of the time on the runners. And they have 30 wow. days to do the thousand, I think. And they have like, I think they have maybe 10 days to do the 350. I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what that is. So don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's um, pretty insane. I got somebody lined up that I think we're going to get on the podcast that has done the thousand. So, um, so that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we can, we could talk to them and see what it's like. <laughs> Once you're mentioning that it's a, you know, the 200 is the new, hundred for some people yeah. but for some reason the dead rod gets forgotten about it's a thousand miles yeah that one uh you do, you don't hear much talk about it honestly i didn't even know it existed until um a couple years ago when someone that i knew did it and i kind of followed along with their story the whole time they were doing it but i honestly didn't know it existed and i don't think there's a lot of people that do know that it exists but yeah it's it you have to have a resume. Um, I think you have to have a like a survivalist certification or if you've gone through some kind of survival school, you have to have run a couple hundreds that are winter or longer, um, like Arrowhead, 135, um, the two up here in Alaska that are pretty common. I think you have to have a pretty good resume and I think you get drawn for it. I, I'm making all this up. I have no idea, but I know that you don't just register for the race. 
Um, I, I <laughs> they just take anyone. Yeah, they just take anyone. Like, oh, you've never ran a hundred before. Why don't you come out and do the thousand? Um, yeah. I know you have to have you have to have somewhat of a resume saying you've done this or that, you know. And then they'll I don't know whether they draw you or they pick you or, or you know if it's like bad water where you have to submit an application. I don't know, but I know they don't accept everybody. I know that. Like they don't the, want you dying um, on the course. That's for sure. You know, they're required uh, equipment you must carry with you. Yeah, something they're, to look at. The required equipment, even the even the hundreds that are, you know, the the quote unquote smaller hundreds that are up here. Like, you still got to have an ins- excessive list of stuff that you have to carry. Um, there's one that you have to you have to carry a sleeping bag and like a lot of stuff. So. Most people pull, the, pull a polk, is what it's called. Yeah, polk. There's I, a uh, backcountry uh, ski race in Colorado where you got to have a sleeping bag, you got to have a sleeping pad, you got to have a stove. And everyone just carries all this stuff in their backpack. Yeah, I mean, you, I have seen pictures of people carrying all that stuff in their backpack, but it's like, man, how miserable would that be to carry all that in your That'd backpack? That'd be horrible. When you could carry the polk or drag the polk and it, be a little bit easier but i mean could you ride that down the hills <laughs> i you know i don't know well the one that you got to carry a pole i don't think there are hills i think it's oh, like flat. the whole race is i think there's two thousand feet of gain in the entire race and so 100 miles two thousand feet of gain which is you're never going to notice that no and i don't think there's any climbs or anything i think it's just like maybe a little bit of gradual here and there but i've looked that race up i was going to do it this year but then i got scared <laughs> that's the one that i keep telling everybody i'm gonna do this and i never did i'm i got scared maybe next year though i think next year is the year i'm gonna do one but so what, what what do you got after that uh uh six hour well uh two weeks later run however many miles at bighorn and then black hills and then oh that's after got it. yeah the six hours the i think it's june 2nd oh, that's right this six that's hour right. that's right yeah. And then whatever, two, three weeks later is the Bighorn. So that'll be a good training run leading up to, I don't know, however many miles I get. I have no idea how many miles I'm going to get, but uh, we'll choose it as a training run. And then I actually told my wife, I was like, hey, I'll run with you. I'll drop my ultra, ultra sign-up score. <laughs> Regardless if she ran with me or I ran with her, I'm still going to drop my ultra sign-up score. <laughs> Every race I do, it gets lower. But... I know my sister uh, was looking at her, her last time for quad rock. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, I can't remember what it was. It's something absurd. Cause she doesn't, she's only got one race on ultra sign up. And there was that 24 hour races. She did 16 miles up. I want to say it was like 16 hours or something like that. And that's not even the cutoff. I don't even know what the cutoff is for the 25. I know it's the 50 mile cutoff, but she's like, do you think it's going to take me that long? I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand know. where, I mean, I get where they get all that stuff, but it's like 16 hours, like get out of here. So I'll Super be doing the same. Funny. I'll be, uh, I'm going to do the whole thing with her. So yeah, cool. <laughs> That's funny. I'm dropping her scores. Who cares? What does that score even mean care. for someone who runs in the back of the pack anyways? It means nothing. So, well, it's weird when you do those 24 hour races and you just go out there and if you use them for like a training run, you know, and you just go out there and do 50 K or something somehow, you know, it ranks you. Yeah. So if you just do a 50K, then other people do hundreds. You get like, you know, all the way down at the bottom. I'm like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. 
they had this 50 miler at the end of the year that I'm going to do. Uh, I say the end of the year, it's end of August or I don't know when it is. It's sometime in August. That's the end of the year for me because then it starts snowing, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in August, um, it's called Drew's angel Creek 50. They have a 50 miler and a 50 K. Um, it has 13,000 feet of climb in a 50 Ooh. mile. And I think it has 65 or six in the 50 K. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the 50 K, but yeah. Um, your ridge running. So it's, it's high up, um, running. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I haven't run. That a, you haven't run a race like that in a long time. So I think Bighorn was the last race that I did. That was pretty big. So it'll be over a year from doing a, a big, you know, mountain race, but 13,000 is a lot for a 50 miler. So I yeah. think quad quad rock is 11. Something. I think quad rocks only 11. I say only, but yeah. quad rocks 11. Yeah. Um, so to have 13 is going to be a pretty big day, but yeah, I mean, especially if you're, especially if you're at altitude. Well, yeah, it won't be at altitude. Um, no, where I live is there's no altitude here. I think I'm at 600 no. feet or something like that, but oh, okay. Yeah. You're just running up the, the mountains that are out here, but, um, got it. But I think the highest, you might get like five or 6,000 feet, but coming from 600 feet, that's a lot, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy thing it's like we live at i i was at denali national park the other day and i live at like 650 and denali is at like 2000 so that's what people you know they think alaska is like this real high and some parts of it are i guess but you know where the main like anchorage is anchorage is at sea level because they live right by the coast you know and, and in the valley it's right outside of anchorage is right off the coast and so they're at no elevation and then i'm only at 650 you know and i'm in interior alaska and so our mountains like out here aren't big i think i think down in the the valley in anchorage they have some probably 13 14ers um out there but our mountains here minus denali obviously is big but the ones that have a lot of trails out here are only like five or six thousand but you're starting from like 600 feet going up yeah. to five or six thousand like you're i mean the trails just go straight up for three miles and so yeah i guess it's when i think of alaska insane. i think of big mountains but yeah you guys are and don't get me wrong we have big mountains like the ones that i will be playing in once the snow melts is called the alaska range um mm -hmm. and that's what denali is denali is in the i mean it's the highest peak in north america and that's in the Denali range, but it's just like, you're not going out there and running trails on Denali, you know? <laughs> right. And so. Do you know what the uh, the elevation is where they start Denali is? I don't know what base camp is, but I know Denali is over 20,000. Huh. That's so, interesting. That's a, that's a long freaking climb. Yeah. I think it takes about two weeks to do, um, to do Denali, to climb it. Just with all the acclimation? Yeah. But huh. yeah, it's um that would be something really cool to do. Base camp's at seventy two hundred. Okay. So I think you have to get flown in. Uh, you may be able to hike in. I don't know anything about climbing Denali, but I know it's at seventy two hundred because I just looked it up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Denali is you know twenty thousand plus, and it's not far from here. Maybe like three hundred miles as the crow flies type thing, but. Um. Yeah, twenty thousand three hundred feet is 
Okay. But that's what's that's what's crazy about it is Denali, I think, is one of the, I think is the tallest in the world from base to tip. But because it doesn't mm-hmm. sit at elevation, it's not considered the highest mountain. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so we have big mountains out here. And then like like I said, like Anchorage, those are 13, 14ers. They're they're big down there. It's just a different mountain range. And then even some of the Alaska range is, you know, there's there's still big mountains in the Alaska range too. It's just not where I live and where I'm going to be playing. Those are five six thousand feet. So, and I'm I'm sure it's all. But they look monstrous coming from six hundred feet. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure the access to them is uh, you got to get flown in probably. You know. Yeah, everything has to be flown in. It's it's so. I mean. There's like three major roads in Alaska and that's it. And so oh, wow. once you once you get off those roads, you're on a plane or a boat. <laughs> I think it's like three percent of Alaska is inhabited or something like that. It's it's pretty insane. How many people live in Alaska? It's more than Wyoming. <laughs> um, I don't know. You're gonna make me Google a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Did you? I'm gonna say six hundred thousand. Did you ever get into Mount Marathon, dude? All right, here's the story. So today, I've been looking like all weekend. It was like, all right, it's gonna drop on the tenth, which is today. Um, and uh, there's seven hundred thirty-two thousand people live in Alaska as of 2021. Oh. Um, so today was supposed to be when they announced the the lottery. Um, but then I looked, I looked, I forgot about it and I looked about noon today and they said that it was going to be on the 15th. So still waiting on the 15th to see if I get in. I heard it takes about three to four years to get in. So, um, Oh really? They don't really announce like how the lottery does. It's kind of a cool thing though. Cause if you finish in the top 50% of the race in your age group, you're automatically into the next race. If you oh, want, wow. if you want to run it, I mean, you got to pay your money yeah. and stuff, but like you can automatically get back in. But for like people like me, who's never run the race, then I have to wait to get drawn. And I think that that takes three to four years average. Is that only but, for, uh, Alaska residents or is that for, that's for anyone? everybody. I don't think they give any preference to Alaska residents. Um, okay. which is weird because if you look at the roster of people who run the race, it's the majority of it is um alaska residents so i was wondering how all those uh those people run it every year because you know there's it seems like there's that group of people that run it every year yeah and the, and they could have finished top 50 and top 50 percent of their age group and then they get back into it every year yeah. and then you know now it's sponsored by solomon so solomon gets a bunch of slots and i i don't know i don't actually know i think they give I think it's 350 people run for the men and 350 for the women. And then there's a kid's race. I don't know how many for the kid's race, but they run the men's race and then they run the women's race. I don't think they run them at the same time. Uh, I was just going to ask that then 700 people on that. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. (laughs) Well, there's no trail. Like, I mean, there is a trail, but there's, I mean, you can take, however you get to the top is how you get to the top. So if you got, you'd have to stay in the markers or something to have like a, barrier or something yeah they do but it's super wide like it's however you get up and however you get down if you don't know what mount marathon is um it's a 
it started kind of as a, like a bar bet. Like how long do you think it would take people to get to that top of the mountain and back down? And then that's what started this race. And it's, it's only a 5k. Um, I think it's only a mile to get to the top of the, the, the mountain. I think the first half mile is on the road leading up to the mountain. And then it's a, it's a mile up the mountain and then a mile back down. But like people have died on this race. It's, it's pretty insane. It's called Mount Marathon. You should look it up if you don't know what it is. But um, I applied, of course. Why not? And so we'll, we'll see if I get in. But they used I, to, it's on 4th of July. They used to televise it. I don't know. I know you can still, uh, maybe it was Solomon now. It's, but it was I, on a I local think, station. A I local think they Alaskan still, station. I know Air Viper was out here. Like, I don't know if it was last year, but two years ago, three years ago. And they were, they were doing some kind of stream while they were out here but i don't know you can watch it on youtube you definitely can watch there's lots of videos on youtube um about it but yeah it's it's kind of a a cool race and so um we'll see if i get in that'd be super exciting but i'm here at least for three more years so um the chances of getting in you know while I'm here will be pretty high. That'd be awesome. You'll get in. I know it. So Justin's running away for a minute. So now it's just me. And I don't know what to say. Just kidding. So don't forget about our, uh, our swag we have. Uh, we got some, Pretty cool tank tops that are uh, running friendly. Uh, they're like a tri-blend, uh, so they moisture work pretty good. So if you're looking for uh, something to wear this summer and any of your races and want to support us, we got those. We got some new coffee mugs that are uh, white on the outside with our logo, then different colors on the inside, and the handle's a different color. Go check those out. Then also, one thing we uh, keep forgetting to mention is with how podcast algorithm works, it's it's off of downloads. So the way to bump us up or to get more, whatever you want to call it, is you got to download it. So if you're not views, downloading... Not views. Views, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't go off of plays. It goes off of downloads, which I've asked and no one can explain. I don't understand it myself. Uh, but if you're not downloading, please, please download. No, help us out. Oh, show. Oh, show. I was, I was just talking about some swag. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to take a had to take a break, so I I turned it over to Robbie for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's something else that I'm thinking about doing um, at the end of the year, as in actually the end of the year. Um, in the month of December, you can run the Dreadmill 100, and it has to you have to run 100 miles on a treadmill, and so. I don't know why, but that just is piquing my interest so much. And I, I've done 20, 25. I think I did. A, yeah, I did a 25 miler on a treadmill. So I'm like, man, that might be something super cool to see how long it would take me to do a hundred on a treadmill. I don't, how would you man. even like go, how would you go about doing it though? Like, what would you, what do you do? I think I would run for an hour, like at a slow pace, like a, like a four and a half, five. And then I would walk at like a two and a half, three for an hour. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. That's a tough one. Is this the one? Is this the one that gives you forty-eight hours to complete mm -hmm. it? Yeah, you get yeah. forty-eight hours to complete it. However you want to do it, you get forty-eight hours. So I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that's a yeah. I, I just want to do some stupid stuff, and like I feel like let me go run a fifty-miler that has thirteen thousand feet of gain, followed by a hundred-miler on a treadmill, and then two months later run a winter ultra. A winter that, hundred. That sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. I feel like it. I feel like it. And then so for where me, I'm the, the, where I'm training to where I'll be racing for the winter hundred is a big difference in temperatures. So I think not this year. Actually, I think this year was really warm as well. I think it was in the forties in February on the race. So now you're running on rotten snow, which is absolutely disgusting. But I'll be training in like negative 40. So it'll be a heat wave when I go down there. <laughs> but is it a snow, snow machine tracked out? I think the, I think a lot of the race is actually on the, I did a rod course. Okay. But instead of going straight, like you do a loop, I think you just do a hundred mile loop. Oh, wow. But That'd be fun. That's kind of what I have. Not on rotten here. snow. Not on rotten snow. No. But you have 48 hours on that one as well. So you could easily take your time and just finish it and get you another Yeah, as long as you're not like post holding the whole way. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Well, the I think the other problem <laughs> is, is that the, like you're running on lakes and stuff like that. And so like the lakes, the water oh, starts yeah. rising in the lakes and then you're. In yeah. slush. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna need some uh, mountaineering boots to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what you would wear. I wore ice bugs a lot this winter, which are they're Gore-Tex, and then they have little bitty spikes on the bottom of them, so it grips the you know, it grips the snow and ice, and they worked fantastic. Like I love everything about them. They were great. I mean, I'm still wearing them. I don't know why I said I I loved them. I'm still wearing them because it's. It was negative four this morning in April. What is going on? It's supposed to be like negative eight or 10 tomorrow morning. It's like, can we just end this That's already? Crazy. Please. I mean, I, I'm saying yeah. that. I I don't mind the winter. I'd rather have the cold than the hot any day. Every race I yeah, run today hot. was Today was our first warm day here in Rapid City. And uh, by that, I mean 74. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gross. And, yeah, I'd be it was, uh, I would die. There's no way of coming from where I'm. I mean, it's 15 right now as we speak. It's 5:30 yeah. in the afternoon. It's 15. Well, last last Tuesday we had that so-called blizzard. I think, depending where you're at in Rapid City, it was anywhere from 12 to 18 inches. The whole the whole city shut down. Um, I went out for a run that day, and with the wind chill, it was seven degrees. That's nothing to what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, seven degrees is still seven degrees. Yeah. It was nice and warm, though. Yeah, I mean, as, lo as long as you layer up, you'll you'll be fine. It's, the problem that I have is it's just like, it's so many layers, and you're just like, I just want to throw some shorts on. And so, like, I, I don't mind running on the treadmill. It, it's never really bothered me. And so, like, if it's kind of gross out, I'll just be like, eh, let's go do it on the treadmill. Yeah. 
Like Sunday, I went out and ran, or Saturday, I ran like 10 miles and it was four degrees outside. And then Sunday, I had like a four miler and I was just like, "Ah, I just don't want to put all this shit on and go run. So I just like, I threw some shorts on, you know, which is funny because you got to throw all this stuff on anyways because you got to walk across the street to get to the freaking gym. (laughs) I mean, not that there was much on. Just serving jog over there real quick then. Yeah, Take by the time I would go, that would have been fine. I don't know. I just another thing. It's been like super windy lately, so it's like not even. It's it's you know four degrees outside, but it, the wind is howling. It just makes it even more miserable. But here I am, just complaining about living in Alaska and dealing with cold. <laughs> Some people are like, "Screw you, man! You live in Alaska." <laughs> you got to complain a little bit. Ah, you don't have to complain. <laughs> ah, there's no reason for that. <laughs> well, People always ask me, like, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Even if I did, no one would listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, like what you said, you're living in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I Could know. Could be worse places. Could be worse. Could be worse. I'm also going to do some hunting this year. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I've been... Uh... What are you going to go for? I'm going for a spring black bear hunt in May. Um, and then I will be doing a fall brown bear hunt. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what do you do the um, the brown bear hunt at? Yeah, here in Alaska. Well, I mean, terrain-wise, I guess I should have. Oh, high, high mountains. Yeah. Uh, both of them will be like spring black bear and um, fall brown. They're both high up mountain hunting. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I say high, a... but it's the same. It's the same type of mountains that I'm going to be playing in. You know, on the trails, but yeah. just different locations. Um, yeah, but it's you're you're well above tree line. You know, setting up spike camps and camping out and glass and looking for one. Pretty much, yep. That's just looking for a black or brown dot walking around. (laughs) (laughs) Go follow it. Hope it doesn't come after you. (laughs) Yeah. God, stupid bears. They scare me, man. They scare me. I was in the park. I think I said it, but I was in the park last weekend, and I was talking to the ranger, and I'm like, all right, so bear spray or a firearm? And he's like, well, you can't bring a firearm in the park. And I was like, okay. I don't have a firearm that would kill a brown bear anyways, but, um, so I have bear spray, I've been carrying bear spray, but he's like, yeah, you know what? Bear spray works. I've had to use it a couple of times. I'm like, bro, you're not building my confidence here. <laughs> he's like, well, it does work. I have used it and I am still alive, but I think he goes like super back country. And he said he ran into a, um, a sow with a cub once. So that's definitely uh pretty scary, but. I, th- I think most of the trails that I'm going to be on in the park, you know, there's, there are bears out there, of course, but I think there's just so much traffic because it's a national park and a lot of people come up to yeah. that. I just think the majority of the bears are probably going to be like, all right, I'm not, I got nothing to do with this place, but I'm still going to carry bear spray. Yeah. But yeah, you never know when you got that rogue one that uh, sees you running by and like, oh, maybe that tasty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's different things like, if I'm going to be by myself, I'll be, um, I'll play my music loud or my, I'll be listening to a podcast or something and I'll just have it, um, you know, I'll blaring on the trail. 
Also, for all you people that are like, oh, you don't be playing music on the trail. I don't care. I'm not going to get eaten by a bear if I'm running by myself. So I'm not going to be talking or singing or clapping hands or wearing a stupid bell. I'm going to play my phone. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I always hear that. Like, uh, turn your phone. Like, yeah, maybe if you live in uh, Colorado where there's no, like, thousand pound brown bear is going to attack you. Yeah, I get that. But if I'm out here and I'm by myself running on a trail and that is something that could deter them if they hear you know, somebody talking on a podcast, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'll take my chances I, with I, the two legged critters. I, uh, I've run into that, you know, listen to music on the trail in Colorado. And for me, Hey, whatever you're out there doing, you're out there doing it. Whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I also <laughs> it should don't. be no one's business. You know, I'm not wearing ear earbuds. You know, I got one of those Bluetooth speakers, and ever since I've had that, um, I do not wear earbuds anymore, and it is so much better. You, know, you can hear people coming up behind you. Um, I just like it much better because, you know, you get those good noise-canceling earbuds on, you don't know when anyone's yeah. behind you. Yeah. Um, so. I don't have a speaker or anything I carry with me. I just, like, play my phone loud, and that's what I've been doing the all winter. And it wasn't really bears I was worried about through the winter. It was more moose. Moose, um, yeah. But you know what? I never ran into one. Knock on wood, I'm going to run into one this weekend. But um, <laughs> I never ran into one, and I heard they are super aggressive. Everyone that I've talked to that lives out here, they're like, yeah, you see a moose, just turn the other way and go. Like, don't even wait for it to pass because nine times out of ten, they're just going to sit there and stare at you and then charge you. And so I'm like, eh, I'll just take my chances and go the other way. There's a good video of a guy, and uh, I don't know where he's at, uh, but he's on a, a fat bike. And uh, – he sees the moose, so he stops, and uh, the moose just keeps following him. And they're they're like on a road, but it's all like snow catted, so it's it's uh, you know pretty packed down. And he's riding his bike, and you know he keeps looking back, and that moose keeps chasing him, chasing him. Then he comes up to people with kids on skis and people just walking in snowshoes, and uh, he's like, "Hey, there's a moose behind us. There's a moose behind us," and they're like, you know. Oh, whatever. And they turn around and the moose is running. You know how fast those things can run in the snow. Extremely <laughs> fast. So he just kept riding, hoping it would chase him. And it did. Then finally it just turned off the off the road and went down the down the hill. I was like, there's, whoa. They're so big. Like I see them almost every time I drive, you know, back back to town. I see them just on the side of the road, but they're just so massive. Like, you know, yeah, like, how big these things are. And how fast they cover ground. And they can cover ground through like deep snow too. You think like, oh, I'm safe in the snow. Like you're not. No. Nope. <laughs> you're not. Nope. They can cover the, ground quick. The, the two times I ran Speed Goat, there's a, a snowbird. There's quite a few moose. And before the race starts, the race director is always like, the moose were spotted on the trail this morning. So just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Usually these are the was... these are the Alaska Yukon moose, so they're even bigger than those. Oh, I, well, that's even scarier. <laughs> just a bigger species of moose. <laughs> Luckily, a speed goat. They just they just you know they we went by them. They didn't really care. Where but I was running uh, a snowbird, Utah. Oh, okay. I was running the North Fork uh, fifty miler in uh, Park City, and they warned us about the moose up there. 
and uh, it's not as wooded and tree as Snowbird is. And uh, we were coming around this corner, and there's like a couple moose just standing right on the trail, and they would not move for anything. So we all had to walk way off the trail and walk around them, and they just stood there. People were freaking out because they'd never seen a moose before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're crazy. I had a, a buddy of mine, I don't remember what year it was, was running Bighorn, and he said that he had hear, uh, air, um, AirPods in. And then he kind of like, you know, you can still hear a commotion with AirPods. And he said he turned around and a moose like busted out of the on trail. And he's like, does AirPods like, we can never put in the whole race? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Things, they're stupid. They're so dumb. Animals. My gosh. All right, yeah. man. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we could end this guy. I think All we right. got everything out. I think next time we do yeah. this, let's just bring somebody else on and like, you can chat with them. I do an interview, just tales from the trails, yeah. tales about the trails, tales with the trails, tales on the trails. Yeah. Maybe we can bring multiple people on. Good. Let's get a little. We'll, we'll get crazy with it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Cool, man. All right. Y'all have a good one. Later. <laughs>